What is up, Brad here with another episode of How to Win with Brad DeMint. Today, I have a special guest. I have Forbes Riley. We'll go into your story and talk about that. But Forbes is awesome at the art of the pitch. I, I want to go into that because a lot of my listeners are in sales and you know they, they love this kind of stuff. So talk a little bit about the art of the pitch. Hey, so here's the thing about pitch. Um, it's not selling. In fact, pitch will get you anything and everything that you want in life. One of the problems, one of the things I personally hate is being sold. It sounds like you're being sold, but well, Forbes, how did you gross two and a half billion dollars if you didn't sell anything? I have a very firm theory about three E's, excite, engage, and enroll. And when you do that and you make a sale, you get what I think is the ultimate from a customer. Yes, you can get their email. Yes, you can get their money, but most of all, you can get a thank you. When you actually enroll somebody into something that they want and you supply it to them, you get a massive thank you. And that's what every salesperson should focus on. Those of us focus on the wrong things and don't treat people well enough, don't really care about what they want. Most people, because I've now been teaching pitch for almost 25 years, is people try to sell you what they think you need. Oh man, you need to do. Nobody buys what they need. They buy what they want. And so if you can elicit that response from somebody, get on the same level and understand them and really listen to them. And if you have what serves them best, then a sale happens or a transaction happens. But the other thing about pitching, you pitched me to be on your podcast. I'm not getting paid to do this. How did we do that? Well, you positioned yourself, made it valuable to me, and I showed up. So I believe at all times, we're always pitching. We're enrolling. My kids wanted to go see animated movies. They enrolled me to go see those. I go to a favorite restaurant. I get enrolled to go do that. So if you can master the art of this, and there's a lot of little secrets and nuances, and by the way, I do teach this live, and I've been doing that for almost eight weeks now, every Sunday at five o'clock. So you can share the link if you want, but I will tell you, we've got now thousands of people have enrolled in this, because I also specialize in the verbal art of the pitch. The other caveat of that is all my money has been made right here, right through a television screen. I I don't do one-on-one, I never had to. So this little spin gym, by the way, My best day on home shopping, I enrolled 61,000 people in 24 hours. I got a $1.2 million paycheck. How did I do that? That's the secret of the pitch. That's awesome. You know, and it's, the delivery is so important. You know, the delivery is so important of, you know, and really how you do it. And like you said, you know, people don't like to be sold. People love to buy though, right? People love to be buy, but they don't want to feel like they've been sold because they do want it. They just don't know why they want it and they don't see the value right? So that's, that's awesome, you know, and it's so great to see women in business, women in sales, right? You know, I'm a man, but I love to see women out here, you know, grinding and and doing things too. What, what is it like to be a woman in business? And what are some advice if, you know, any women are listening to this podcast right now that, that really would, uh, would get some value out of that? So cute because you're 20 years old. I've never known what it's not like to be a woman. So it's hard to explain what it's like to be a woman in business, but I will tell (laughs) but I will tell you, there are certain things about being female, uh, especially if you're a mom. We are not given a whole lot of handbook rules on how to raise your children and be a successful entrepreneur. And I'm a big believer in changing the rules. Now, it all starts with how you talk. So one of the problems for mompreneurs is guilt. Oh, well, if I'm away from my kids, and I, or do I do my work or do I do my kids? I set up parameters because I'm, a, I'm an NLP expert. I spend a lot of time dissecting how your brain works and how you create pictures in other people's minds. The other thing that I do is magic. And I will show you something. One of the magic things that you can do, and I'll show this in a second, about how you get your audience to say and think what you want them to. So let me just start with that, and then I'll go back to the mom thing. 
Uh, Brad, if I told you that I went to a, a business training a couple of weeks ago, and while I was there, I actually lost 11 pounds. What was the, what's the first thing you want to ask me? First thing I'd want to ask you is how'd you do it? How did I know that that's what you were going to say? <laughs> so I obviously predicted what you're going to say. If I said, Brad, you know what? I've created this fitness product. By the way, do you want to see something cool? Yeah, go for it. There you go. There's yes. So I apparently can predict what you're going to say. Does that give me an edge in business? Oh, believe me. I know exactly what my customers are going to say and how they're going to say it and when they're going to, when they're going to say it. That's something that we teach. That is about enrollment. Um, and so you enroll people at all times. And maybe because I'm an older mom, I've figured some of this stuff out or I've devoted my life to this. I remember standing at uh, the phone area one day. My daughter was eight years old and she called me. She's all upset. She's like, mommy, do you still love me? And I almost went into that thing that every other mother does going, oh, baby, you know, I do. And I didn't do that. I said, McKenna, did the sun come up today? And she's like, yeah. I said, great. Every day that the sun comes up, know that your mom loves you more than anything else on the planet. So my calls from then on, I'm going, mom, I know you love me. I'm like, I know I do. It's like, it's raining outside. That's okay. I'm crying because I miss you. But it was this different language, a different way to frame what most people suffer from. Um, I'm actually in uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul for Busy Working Moms because I came up with a theory on how you actually train your kids kind of like dogs. Now that's not, they we actually call it how you train babies like puppies. But there's a reward system. When a dog is at that state, like if you're holding a treat, the dog's like, okay, okay, I want the treat. Come on, what do you do? Okay, give me your paw, roll over, sit, whatever you, the dog will do whatever you want for the treat. And I thought, wow. How do you translate that to kids? So I've got these two little twins. They're about five years old when I came up with this. And they want a lot. Mommy, I want a cookie. Great. If you want a cookie, and then I would do a series of 10 commands. If you want a cookie, go wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And they both wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. If you want a cookie, touch your nose. If you want a cookie, count four. If you want a cookie, play with your ears. All things that moms need to teach little kids anyway, right? But I would always end this series with, and I would always say exactly, if you want a cookie, comma, give each other a kiss. If you want a cookie, say, I love you. And then if you want a cookie, say, I love you, mommy, and give me a hug. Well, fast forward 10 years later, the kids are now 15 years old. And my, my daughter and I had talked on the phone one day and I hung it up. And she called me back. She's like, mom, what's the story? I'm like, what's the matter? She's like, you didn't say I love you. Now, did she do that because I trained them to do that? My kids never leave the house without saying I love you because we set that up as a, as a deal. Did they get you know, brainwashed? Yeah, they did. And I love that they did. They are, to this day, they work together. They're 17 years old. They, I, we had four sets of twins, actually at Shorecrest, the school near your house. And I will tell you, my kids were the closest. We're not a perfect family by any stretch of the imagination, but that little game that I played where they had to kiss each other and hug each other when they were little enough to not ask questions, I think permeated their entire relationship. And I would venture to say that we are subconsciously filled with all kinds of information that doesn't work with for us. For me, I grew up, you know, reading fashion magazines. Everybody had perfect skin and a perfect waistline. So therefore, if I was overweight at all, I was less than. And I talked myself into not feeling worthy of a lot of things because the people that I were looking at were better than I was. In fact, I remember, because I'm kind of an introvert. And I remember actually when I first got to Los Angeles, I could afford my own car because I've always been an entrepreneur. I made my first million at 27, but that didn't prove enough to me. And I bought this, this Toyota, whatever it was, drove it up to this Beverly Hills party. And I just got into LA and the valet opens the door to my car and it's like a stick shift. I got some junk sitting on the side, I don't know. And I could see his look and I was like, oh, like I wasn't good enough because he just parked a Rolls and a Bentley and a Maserati. And I was like, oh, that self-doubt creeped into me. Then I walked into this party and I recognized almost everybody. 
and I froze. I don't drink, so I'm like, I don't know what to do. But in my brain, it said, oh, everybody here is thinner, richer, more famous, and more successful than you are. You don't deserve to be here. Now, nobody said that to me, but my inner voice was like having a field day with me. I, I left. I actually left. And with the worst part of that telling that story is I walked out on maybe a future husband, a new best friend, a movie deal, all the things I wanted, but I had all this craziness in my head. And then one day, and I'm glad that I've lived long enough to experience a lot of great stories. My girlfriend, Christine, looked at me and said, Forbes, you're the most successful person that I know. And I thought, wow, is that because I'm on TV? Is it because I have a coaching business? Because I do this? She's like, no. She says, it's because you can walk across the floor in high heels, shoes, and a skirt. And I never will. Christine's got cerebral palsy. Christine will never get out of her wheelchair. Christine's been a dear friend, and I've been a mentor of hers her entire life. And I will tell you, she just graduated valedictorian of her class at 19. And because of my belief in her, and sometimes you just have to believe in one person or have them believe in you, she became Miss Florida 2019 wheelchair. And awesome. I will tell you that without me in her life, none of that, I know that, and we talk about it all the time. She publicly says all this, and I'm not taking credit, but she taught me what the word of successful means. So I don't care how much money you have in the bank or how big your house is. I care that you, I can say I'm successful because I'm not on a breathing tube. I have a lot of reasons to be wildly successful, but everybody at this moment could stand up there if they understood their definition of success. When I ask people, most people go, oh no, I'm not successful yet. When I got more money or I got more this or that. No, the real secret of life is to go, wow, I am successful. I'm here, I'm healthy. Or not even healthy, but I'm still here. Find what makes you successful in the moment because that feeds your whole soul with a sense of positivity that you actually need to keep going. I can find lots of reasons to pick on both of us why we're not successful enough. I'm not Oprah and you're not Tony Robbins. Oh, well, we're not successful. Well, bullshit. That's not true. So what you focus on expands. How you communicate with yourself. And it's one reason, I, back tonight is my mastermind. I charge $5.60 a class. Why do I do that? Because I don't want to hear I can't afford to. I want to hear oh, I can't afford to miss this. And I provide a platform for people that is a voice of sanity in a very insane world. That's awesome. You guys can definitely tell why I wanted to have Forbes on this show too. You know, you guys, you know, if, if you've been listening to me for a little bit, if it's your first time listening to me, you go back and you'll see that we we're very like-minded on a lot of the same things. Uh, something you said there, you know, you talked about success, right? And I think of really defining success for, for you is something that's important to do. I think that, you know, if you're listening to this right now, you have to think, what is your definition of success? Because success is going to mean something different to all different types of people, like Forbes said. You know, there's going to be a lot of different people and you can't focus on what you're not successful at. You have to focus on what you're good at and uh, get better every day. A question for you, Forbes, that I uh, just am kind of interested is what does success mean to you? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I have two beautiful, healthy, amazing children and I'm in business with my daughter. You know, we decided to pivot. Most of my career has been on television, whether it's home shopping I've written a lot of books. I've got a whole diet and fitness program. I also have a whole coaching training program, but I never really embraced online as much as I wanted to. People were not showing up for Zoom calls. In fact, when COVID first hit, I would do a free workout every day at noon, free, okay? Do you know how much I charge for my own time? But I was enjoying this and we only had like five to 10 people show up. And then finally, the whole Zoom thing caught on and I thought, you know, there's an opportunity to touch a lot of people this way. And my daughter and I, because she's an internet genius. If you know who Russell Brunson is, he's shouted her out in front of 10,000 people on stage. Uh, she's been doing this funnel since she was 12 years old. 
And she not long ago took a, a $19 training and did a $25,000 week and a $100,000 month. How did a 17 year old do that? So success to me, while financial is important, is to watching my daughter find her own way in this world at 17. I know that she will always be fine no matter whatever happens to her parents. And that's a big thing for, for kids and to leave a legacy. The second thing about being successful, and I've already done this, I have a what do you want game. And when I finally got to the bottom of what I wanted, I wanted every day for someone to tell me that I inspired them. Brad, because of the work that I've done and my trainings, I have hundreds of people on a regular basis who literally say how I've touched them, how I've inspired them, how I've, I wake up in the morning and I go, oh my God, there's like another one. Like that's money in my bank, my emotional karmic bank. That that is wildly successful, that this little introverted, self-centered girl 30 years ago who wouldn't want to talk to anybody is now actually changing people's lives. That's wild. And then the last part of that is being in love. Uh, three years ago, I met an amazing, wonderful man who changed my entire definition of love and opened my heart in a way that it had never been opened before to understand what, what unconditional love with a partner could be like. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced. Uh, I didn't know this was going to happen the way it did, and I'm grateful that it did. Um, and what he's taught me and what that has allowed me to bring to other people, because I think I'd closed down and just focused on work for a very long time. and it's like the nice part about it. It's like, wow, this is what a, what a, what a wonderful surprise. And also because at the end of the day, uh, and it's funny, it's something that Tony actually talks about in, in Date with Destiny, the male and female energies. I'm probably a, a bit on the masculine side of feminine energy. I still love to be glamorous and wear high heels, uh, but I'm as aggressive as a woman should possibly be, right? Well, when you come home to your partner who is a man, by the way, and you come home, and I used to come home like this, I, mean, I, I slayed the dragon, I did this and this. And my partner was like, oh, taking care of the kids or something. And then I said, hey, come on to the bedroom. And he's like, oh, I got laundry to do. Well, I left, I was like, okay. Or I would come home really strong and he'd be really strong we hit heads. It never dawned on me, and I'm gonna share this with every female listening. It never dawned on me because I was fighting so hard for my business to come home and be the woman, to come home and go, hey, honey, what can I do for you? Can I rub your feet? Can I just, and, I do that now. And in fact, it's funny because many people know the story of my name. Much like Marilyn Monroe's name is not hers, but her name is Norma Jean Baker. And many other very famous people changed their name for whatever reason. It was suggested to me about 35 years ago, even though I'd already starred in Broadway and soap operas with the name Francine Forbes, that maybe Francine was a bit older. And I don't know, we tried to change it and figure out what it would be. And finally, we hit on my husband's last name and it became Forbes Riley. I dropped my first name because Forbes actually in my family is a very, very important name. It means way more than you, that you can understand in such a short time. And so, and it was awkward, it was weird, but when I created it, my ex-husband said to me, wow, that's exactly who you are. And that person is empowering and amazing and she shows up and she does a lot of good stuff, but at the end of the day, she's hard to live with because she's so, ooh. And so my love of my life actually calls me Francine. So when I come home, I get to be the little girl, get to be loved on, and made, because that's all I want at the end of the day. I just want somebody's big old wonderful arms wrapped around me saying, Lord, I just love you more than anything. I'm like, yeah, that's all I need. That's awesome. You know, and I think it's, uh, it really goes like, success has so many different things that goes into it, right? And, you know, you want to make sure, you know, in, in business, and but then also in relationships, stuff like that too. Because, you know, it's so important in life. Like life, life is short, right? You know, you know, we really have to, 
to focus on what things are important to us. And things are going to be important to all different people. Everybody listening to this right now have different things that are going to be important to them. But if you're listening to this, find out what those things are for you. So Forbes, another question I actually wanted to talk to you about, you know, with, with SpinFit, stuff like that, I know health is important to you, right? What are some things, what do you think is the most important thing though, that's, uh, that you should focus on when it comes to health? To be healthy. Seriously. It's, um, I will tell you, I turned 60 years old and I'm still wearing the same size clothes I did when I was in my twenties, uh, probably less because I've worked on it. Um, you have only one body to live in. And the way that you communicate with that body is very, very important. If you choose to ignore it, or you choose to be unhappy or tell your body that you don't like your body, your body will go screw you. And that's what's called dis-ease. And so I've taken tens of thousands of people through programs. I have a, 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 and I redefine words that work for me. So let me ask you a couple of questions, Brad. How do you define the word diet? Diet, uh, a plan to eat the right things. Okay, that's because you're a young, healthy, fit guy. Older people who are very unhealthy and very unfit call diet is starvation, it's deprivation, it's calorie counting. I had to change that word because I was always fighting my weight. And so I changed it to be D-I-E-T, decisions I eat today. I'll tell you what, that has served me and many other people. The second thing is that a lot of what your diet issues are is not because you don't know the difference between broccoli and a brownie. You certainly know that. You just don't want to eat the broccoli and you do want to munch out on the brownies because there's some emotional stuff going on. So the book that I wrote, uh, did I show this to you here? This wonderful book right here. It's an eat journal. It's a journal for what you eat and for what's eating you. And mostly it's a 42 page book, a 42 day, 42 day journey that has no diet in it. And most people who do my program lose an average of 30 pounds in six weeks. Like it's crazy. And we also don't, we don't require you to go to the gym. So number one, most people in the gym waste their time and they all look the same year after year. We'd actually change people's bodies very fast. So if you want a more muscular body, boom, make a commitment and it's yours. And then you go, what else do you want? And I love that you have a vision board to your right because part of it is having a vision, a clear cut dream of what you want. And in my coaching, I actually structure the fact that you need to dream bigger. So I'll play a little game with you. Is that okay? Let's do it. All right, so Brad, what do you want? By the way, two rules of the game. You can't say, I don't know. And you can't repeat an answer twice. So okay. what do you want? What do I want? Well, I want to inspire millions of people. What do you want? I want to inspire millions oh, of you kids. Already said, you already, wait, you already I said can't it. use inspire again? Okay. No. So I want to help millions of kids. No, no, we already heard that. We already we heard millions. It. Okay. Well, can we, I just, another thing that I want now. Sure. Right. Okay. Another thing that I want, I want to be the most successful person in uh, title insurance and real estate. What do you want? I want to eventually own the raise. What do you want? I want to eventually be financially free. What do you want? I want to travel all around the world. What do you want? I want to speak on stage. What do you want? I want to read 20 books a year. What do you want? I want to... Uh, it's funny cause I have a, a lot of things that I want, but it's, it's like, I love that. It's, I remember I've actually done this a little bit with a, one of my friends, Nick Sanitaso. It's like, you, you keep asking yourself why, and you really, you start to go deeper. And I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, some other things, 
Um, well, I, I said already that I want to be successful in my career, but I want to own oh, real estate. Here's the thing. And I love Nick, by the way, here's, here's, here's what's different about how you're playing the game. And you said a couple of things that you really want to start to observe. One, if you want to be financially free, I have the secret for that. You want the secret for that? Yeah. Go get a cardboard box and live under the bridge because then you're financially free. And that's what you asked for. That means no cell phone bills, no water bills, no electrical bills, but that isn't what you want. That's just what you said. And I will tell you, if you're not very clear on this, the universe has very funny ways of being kind of devious about this. Careful what you wish for, you just might get it. So, you know, for you to say, I actually want $10,000 worth of passive income a month is a very specific want. Not I want to be financially free. Not I want to travel the world because again, it doesn't mean anything. And I call it the Grubhub principle. So you call Grubhub. Hey, Grubhub. Yes, ma'am. What do you want? Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah, we know that. What do you want? I want, I want, I want some food. Well, great. What do you want? I want a hamburger. No, I don't want a hamburger. I had a hamburger yesterday. I want Chinese food. No, maybe, ma'am, call us back when you know what you want and they hang up on you. Or, hey, ma'am, what do you want? Um, I want a Caesar salad, extra chicken croutons on the side. And 15 minutes later, do you know what shows up at my door? Caesar salad, extra chicken croutons on the side. How do they know? Because it's exactly what I wanted. Then I can take it off my vision board and move on. So saying you want to travel the world or saying you want to help a million people is just like saying I want food to grub up. It's irrelevant. It actually doesn't mean anything. And I love that Nick said, because the next step of that is why do you want those things? But you really got to start to dig a little deeper about what motivates you and what you really do want, because then you will be able to get it. And if you want something so ambiguous as you want to help a million people, my suggestions help five that you can actually name, put them on your wall and move on to the next five. And when you make your life that actionable, I am so disappointed when I ask people what their dream is. They're like, well, my dream is to just like make more money. I'm like, here, here's a dollar bill. So well, that's not what I wanted. I said, but that's what you said. You wanted more money. That's more money. So I have learned to architect dreams in a way that other people don't. In fact, speaking of architects, do you know that if entrepreneurs were architects, there wouldn't be a house standing because they don't believe in plans. They don't believe in real things. I want to travel the world and be financially free. Well, yay for you. It doesn't mean anything. An architect will go, hey, we're going to build a skyscraper. We're going to build it so detailed that I can actually build it out of paper and give this plan to a, an engineer who's going to approve it, then gives it to a builder. I never see it again, except when I see the entire building that I imagined over here. So how you architect your dreams is how I've lived my entire life. I grew up without money. I grew up with a, I was a ugly, goofy little kid who had a broken nose and frizzy hair. I was overweight. I had braces for eight years. But all I did, because I was so, it was a very smart really annoyingly smart kid who graduated college with two degrees in three years. But you know what that made me, Brad? It made me a very lonely, goofy kid who didn't have a lot of friends. So I spent a lot of time in front of the TV, a lot of time reading, and a lot of time dreaming about walking on the red carpet, being at the Oscars, having a million dollars. I will tell you, those little dreams, by the time I was 16, it's hard to connect the dots here. I just wanted it, right? Well, at 16, I ended up winning the Miss Teenage America pageant, and one of my kids from high school when he graduated, wanted, moved out to California and invited me to the Academy Awards, the 50th annual. At 17, I'd just gotten to college. And he said, look, I'm gonna use your title to get us tickets, will you come? Well, I wanted that forever. How did I manifest getting the Academy Awards? And I didn't wanna go as a guest, I actually wanted to go as an actress, but I don't think I said that in my want. And then right out of college, I ended up becoming a social secretary for a billionaire. And I lived in their home, the Graces, and I learned a lot of lessons. But I wanted those things very specifically. It's all I thought about apparently, and it came true. So when people are generic in their wants, you're never going to figure it out because when you get a little bit of success, it isn't a win for you. It's like, oh, I got a million dollars, but I said I want to help a million people. Oh, but I'm not really financially free. I had to pay. See the game? 
if you structure the game right, you get, you stand a really good chance of winning it. I love that you just said that. Yeah, I love that you said be specific because, you know, it, even on my vision board, I've shared my vision board before. I do have very specific things. You know, I have the places that I want to travel. I even have some of the books that I want to read, you know, the real estate I want to own. And, um, you know, and, and just when we were playing that game, I kind of was being, you know, saying like uh, not as like specific goals, but I think it is so important to be specific of what you want because, you know, if, you know, I'm big on the secret. I don't, you've probably seen the secret. And if you guys haven't seen the secret, definitely check that out. You know, focus your thoughts on the things that you want because what you focus on will happen. And obviously you have to take action. I mean, you can't just go, uh, you can't just go look at a garden and say, there's no weeds in the garden, close your eyes. The weeds are still going to be in the garden, but you have to really manifest these things and believe in yourself. I'm big on, you know, when I went to the Tony Robbins event, when I was younger, I, I got rid of my limiting beliefs. I realized that I, I, you know, and I, I broke through that. I got rid of my limiting beliefs. Right. And so many people, I see it. I talk to so many people. I help and coach so many people that talk to me and they have limiting beliefs. They don't believe that they can be a billionaire. They don't believe that they can do all these things. And, you know, I have that mindset of like, I can do anything I put my mind to. And I think that, you know, especially, you know, if you really want to do something, just go for it and dream big. I'm, I actually, you know, I have a lot of different things in my room that say dream big. And it's definitely something that I really would love for everyone just to go out there and just go for their dreams, be specific and go for your dreams. Well, okay. So I've been doing this game for a very long time. I'm actually typing something into the chat for you that I want you to take a look at. Uh, number one, I teach a class that's $19 on Sunday and it is, I've been doing it every Sunday live during COVID. Um, and I'm going to continue to do it for a while. I'm really enjoying this. Um, because people don't architect their speech right. And if you can change some of the speech patterns of people, they will get more. But the other thing that I just put up there, and I love the fact that at 20 years old, you figured this out, but I'm going to venture to say that, are your parents still married? They are actually. Yeah. Okay. That leads, and I've, I've done a lot of this work. I can predict a bunch of things about your life that have led you to this path and congratulations. Now, the problem is that though you said all those words to people, they couldn't hear them. They come from broken homes. They come from broken spirits. Uh, a majority of people that I've ever met have been molested or hurt. I'm going to say that you were not, correct? Correct. Yep. Right. Because I can, you can feel that energy. Um, and I do a thing called the breakthrough. It's the second link that I just gave you. Where I actually take people on a two-day journey and completely shatter their limiting beliefs. Because what you just said to people is very important, but they can't hear it. Without a coach, without somebody pushing you through that wall that you have built from the time you were little, you made decisions about life. And uh, it's fascinating to watch. I, I'd love to maybe invite you to come witness some of this because when you actually shatter that for people, you quiet the noise in their head, but you can't do that by just telling them. You should think bigger. Now they're thinking as big as they can. And in my teaching, in my world, they say, you know, a friend loves you the way you are, but Forbes Riley loves you way too much to leave you that way. Love that. And that tough love has taken people. One of my clients was raped repeatedly from grade four to six by her brother. Mom didn't want to hear anything about it. She is now a very functioning human being. More than that, she's on fire. She has let go of so much because of this thing called the breakthrough. I had a client who had lost 200 pounds. She was in her own house. A plumber was working in her kitchen, made a pass at her. She, she turned away. He shot her two times in the back, raped her and left her for dead. I got to tell you, there were some things to work through there. Or when dad left at 18 months of one of my other students or another commit suicide, 
we work through all of these. I have 100% success rate and a money back guarantee. So if Brad just sparked something in you where it said, wow, I'd love to do this, but whatever the but is, the but is your limiting belief. Now, because Brad had such a, literally you had a cherished, and it doesn't matter how much money you had, you had love in your life and your family, and I can feel that. That leads you to be open enough to hear what someone like Tony is saying. But too often in a group setting like that, it brings up memories that you can't shatter on your own. And I know you're in the coaching space as many people are, because that's the one thing that every great Olympic athlete has. Whatever country they're from, they all have a coach. A coach can see your game. We call it being coffee in the cup. Can see outside of you to where you might want to move. I would have never changed my name if it wasn't for an amazing coach who saw more in me than I did. Uh, my acting coach saw more in me than I did. And people believing in you uh, and allowing you. But the biggest things I've ever done have been intense personal development training. I was 31 years old. I was nothing as open as you are now. And someone had to push me to the brink where I just, I hated them and hated everything else. And literally on the other side of that is what's called the breakthrough. And usually you can't get there until you break down. And it's very hard to break yourself down. So I highly recommend whether it's my training and you can find me on, on Facebook or someone else who specializes in letting go of what's holding you back emotionally, mentally. And it is simple as the decision that you made about life. It doesn't even have to be anything really bad. But to get to Brad's joyous attitude, which he has bubbling out of the camera lens, I very rarely meet people, especially as young as you are, who feel the way you do about life. So congratulations. But uh, two of my clients, both of them fell out of a tree when they were little. Uh, first one falls out, breaks his leg. Mom and dad are not there. But strangers come, help him take him to the emergency room. And his decision about life is, wow, people will always be there to help you. You should help them back, pay it forward. He becomes a pastor. The second kid also falls out of a tree, breaks his leg. Parents not there. Strangers come and help and get him to the hospital. And he's like, damn, mom and dad are never there when you need them. I just hate people. You guys all suck. And he is currently serving 32 years to life in jail. What's the difference? It's not what happened to them. It was actually a decision that they made about life when they were very little. And they kept acting on that one decision. And I will tell you that most of the people that you meet are acting out a decision that they made before they even knew that it was conscious. And if you're somebody who would let a four-year-old drive your car, because that's what's happening. And you can hear it in their language. When somebody says, oh, I can't do that, or there's blah, blah, and they start spouting out limiting beliefs. That was formulated so long ago, Brad. And if you want to send people to me, that's fine. If you have someone else, I just don't want people to suffer anymore. Yeah, no, and definitely, guys, if you need somebody to coach you, Forbes is all, I, I can just tell, you know, we just met each other and I can just tell that she will definitely help you through that. And, you know, there's a lot of different things, right? There's things with that people go through that it's hard. Like, I mean, there, I've, I've seen it. I've talked to people and, you know, I can't even imagine some of these things. And, it, you know, having a coach is so important, right? You know, and I, I've been so grateful to have my dad in my life, but I've had other mentors and coaches along the way too. And, you know, I know that not many people have had you know, I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, you guys know I've talked about the art of gratefulness and how grateful I am for what I've done, but there's a lot of things to be grateful for too. And, you know, having a coach is one of those things that's going to help you find your blind spots, help you find the things that you, you don't know, right? So um, definitely hit up, uh, hit up Forbes. She's awesome. She knows what she's doing. And also, if you guys want to follow her on social media or anything like that, Forbes, where can they find you at? Well, I would go to www.forbes360.com. That is all my links to everything I do. 
Uh, on Facebook, I have 1.7 million followers. So you just type in my name. I have a very unusual name, it seems. So you can't miss me. I'm all over all social medias. Yeah. So definitely reach out to Forbes. Check out some of her uh, master classes that she runs. I mean, I can tell. I'm definitely going to check some of her stuff out. And I just invited you to Mastermind tonight. We, uh, we do an amazing Mastermind. And one of the other things that I teach is exactly what I'm doing here. How do you make money in this new age? It's called OPP. How to leverage other people's platforms. So that's actually what you and I just did with each other. You sought me out because I have a clear message. I know who I am and I've got something to drive to, right? That's of service to your audience. You then get to leverage my audience because you're going to know I'm going to want to promote this to my audience because I just did a podcast with you and I've got a little over two and a half million people across my social media. So we leveraged each other because we have something worth leveraging. And I find too many people don't understand how to package their own ideas, how to literally even just brand who you are at the moment and everything that you do, your expertise is brandable and leverageable. I don't care if you're a dog walker, there's somebody with a podcast about dog walking. You can make that happen if you're very clear in the way you communicate. And that's what we specialize in my world, clear communication. That's awesome. I like that. OPP. That's, yeah. uh, that's awesome. And uh, yeah, so I loved having you on here. I loved having you on the show. I love having winners on here. That's why, you know, how to win with Brad DeMint. I love that I brought other people that have, have won in life, you know? And so I love that you're on here, Forbes. Definitely. We're, I love connecting with you. If anybody wants to follow her, go follow her. Let's keep winning. You'll hear from you soon.